Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're listening to Tyler of the Dinosaur Show. I'm your host, Olaf. Oh, Tyler. Oh, Uh, 
I just sent her a message. I don't know if something came up or is she still going to be able to join us tonight. Meanwhile, I wanted to tell you more about the Alexis K. Tyler um, natural hair care line. Um, I'm, I sent out, I've been working pretty hard for the past couple of weeks. I sent out some orders and I'm um, I'm hoping some people got their things already, and I'm looking forward to them to for them to call in and give me their feedback on some of the products that they've tried. I put a link uh, in the in the chat with a new uh, friend of mine, new client. Now she tried my products and she made a video that I'm sharing with you tonight that um, is on my YouTube page. I'm going to put it in the chat room so you'll be able to see the link I make of sulfate-free shampoos, uh, peppermint tea tree shampoos, peppermint tea tree uh, conditioners. I have uh, shea butters as well as uh, deep heat cream conditioners. I have a mixture of shea butters and rich oils, cocoa butters, other butters and oils that I put in there based on the needs of the person that I'm dealing with and based on what I feel that their needs need to be. So I have basic shampoo, conditioners, and butters, but if you do a private consultation with me and you send me a picture of your hair and you let me know what you've been dealing with and what's been going on with your hair, I can make something specifically just for you. Because we know when you buy something in the store, it doesn't always fit your needs because it's made a general product for everybody. So sometimes we have certain things and certain issues going on with us individually. So I like to make customers and talk to people and see what's going on with them. So if you want to contact me about those, you can contact me directly at alexisktylervp at gmail.com. You can also look at a few of the items in my website, www.alexisktyler.net. But also I have a hot pepper oil that people really like a lot. It's uh, mild. I can make it mild for you, medium or hot. And I like it because I made it as a multi-purpose oil. So if you have dandruff, itching, flaking, shedding hair, you put it on your scalp, and it helps with that, as well as you got aching, muscle strain, pain in the shoulders, in the back, um, even if you have congestion in your chest, up your head, low back, knees, ankles, it will help um, with that as well. But if you don't like a lot of heat, then I can make it mild for you because I love it hot. So it feels just like a warm, tingly electric blanket under your skin because it goes deep underneath your skin. It gives you a lot of warmth and it helps take the pain and, and it helps the hair grow and helps to nourish the scalp because it pulls blood into the scalp or the area wherever you apply that oil at. So I'm looking forward to having some people call in that have tried the Alexis K. Tyler collection, my natural hair collection, and tell me what you think. Hey, 336? Hi, 336. Did you have something to say, a question or comment, 336? Okay. Um, I'm sorry. You were sounding a little, I couldn't really understand. Um, hey, I was, I was wondering who you were. I was wondering what everybody was. I didn't know if you were busy or if something came up. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Um, uh, yeah. Can you hear me? So I just, uh, Tom? 
Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. It just it just sounded kind of garbled, so I wasn't sure you were talking to me when you were asking for three three six. But you know, it's getting clearer. Okay, sounds garbled still. Um, it's it's getting better. Oh, I, can I don't know what it is. Now. I don't know what it is. Did you check? Did you get your package yet? No, not yet. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, I did go to the, uh, the post office today, and I, and it wasn't there. So I was gonna. I I thought I did expect for it probably to come today, but it didn't. Did you check the tracking to see where it is? Uh. Oh well, yeah. No, I didn't track it. I mean, I didn't. When I I did get the tracking number. Um. You know, and then when I went today, that's why I got the tracking number yesterday, and I thought that's why I went today to see if it would be there, but it wasn't. But I didn't um, check. I just figured it would come tomorrow. Hold on, hold on, now, if it doesn't now. come tomorrow, if it doesn't come tomorrow, I will I will. Ch- I'll see what's going on. I'll check it right quick. We'll, we'll let me see if anybody has anything. Oh, okay. 510, hi. You have a question or comment before we get started, or are you just listening? 340, you have a question or comment? <laughs> What are you doing? Huh? 267, you have a question or comment? 267. 205, you have a question or comment? Who told you to eat my salad? Yeah. Okay, somebody ate somebody's salad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we can take that several ways. <laughs> How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. <laughs> How about you? I just got home. I've been running all day and um, having to ship off orders. So I'm really happy yeah. about that. And got more yeah. orders yeah. too. So I'm happy about off. that. Well, that's I wanted good. to talk to I know I wanted to talk to Kanye because I haven't gotten any more feedback from him. I know he said he was going to do a video, and I wanted to know what he thought about the products and get an update on how they're working and the face, the scrub, and the oils and the shampoo because the more feedback I get, the better. Have you talked to him? No, no, not since we were on the program uh, on Sunday. Okay. That's That's the last time I've talked with him. Okay. Well, I want you to be comfortable. You tell me where you want to go because I know you were breaking down the game system on Kyrie's show, and I still have to listen to mine. I still don't quite understand it all. So do yeah. you want to? Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and a, a lot of people think they have to be into football, but it's not, um, you know, what I'm doing is not really um, uh, an analyzation of the, the football teams. Um, you know, like I tell people, I'm not here to tell you who's going to win or who's going to lose. It's, you know, what I do um, with the Super Bowl games is, is, is much more uh, significant than that. I mean, it goes deeper than that. Uh, it's not about the win. It's not about the lose. It's about, um, you know, the symbology behind the energy. Um, you know, as I tell people, when you pull your energy, uh, you create a spirit. So this is how... Uh, we've been uh, programmed to um, focus in on that energy and energize the spirit they want to unfold over the year. 
Um, but um, they're not too much in control of that anymore. I mean, um, they're still they're still um, fighting, doing their thing, but um, most of the time, whatever they're fighting for is something even higher. <laughs> That's manipulating mm-hmm. that so that there's a bigger bigger purpose being served. So. Um, so that's mm-hmm. what I do. I really just do the symbology, um, you know, yeah. the Super Bowl based on their symbols. Yes. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Is that did you want to go there? Like the way you you started the first part on the show last week, and then you went into it on Kyrie's show. So I don't know if that was also the first part or the second part. Um, to oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, if that's what you want, honey, I'm here for. You know, however you wanna, um, what you wanna focus on. I mean, um, you know, um, you know that's just my, that's my information of the hour. You know, during this time every year, I do that, and mm-hmm. we are gonna do a, a show afterwards uh, after the Super Bowl to do the complete symbology of it. But um, okay. you know, I don't. It's not something I have to do here. You know, we can focus more on the things that are, uh, you know, pertaining to your program or what, what you know, what you, where you want to go in your programming. No, I want to deal with that too because it still pertains to me and, and the system and learning this system. So, no, we enjoyed it very much and we find it very interesting and fascinating the way that you break it down. Okay. Um, you know, well, the... Um, like I said, the symbology, and what I did find interesting is um, where, you know, I got this material that comes straight out of the Kabbalah. Some lady had sent me this mm-hmm. material from Arizona that comes straight out of the Kabbalah, and it, um, you know, it combines um, information about the movie The Matrix, which I thought was one of the most um, significant movies because it, it really, I'm, I'm always referencing uh, the movie The Matrix, because the things that it indicated, you know, we're starting to see those things uh, uh, manifest. Um, you know, it really was telling about where we're at in this day and time. And um, so this material that came out of the Kabbalah, one of the passages was about the father, the mother, and the son all prepared to raise the fallen daughter. Uh, the mother, the father, and the son unite um, and raising the falling daughter, uh, the animal soar matter to the throne of the mother, where the earthly component, the daughter, is redeemed by her marriage with the son and is thereby set up on the throne of the mother. So um, that's symbolic of the energy and uh, of how this energy is being transformed and regenerated that had been um, degenerated in the cycle we had been in. So um, what I found interesting about the last four teams um, in the playoffs uh, was that it did, um, you know, show this scenario. It showed those, uh, the mother, the father, and the son uniting uh, to come up uh, against the system and redeem the fallen daughter because my symbology last year with the Steelers versus the uh, uh, Packers was um, mm-hmm. the royal daughter of character um, going up against, um, you know, degradation or homosexuality, if you look at the symbol of the Packers. 
uh, uh, and the symbol of the uh, the Steelers because I'm always I always say follow the EL, follow the trail of the EL that denotes royalty. So the Steelers, the EL and Steelers, um, you know, I have um, uh, they they symbolize the royal daughter of character, uh, of value, and the Packers beating them last year in the Super Bowl was symbolic of uh, character going up against degradation, and degradation won that battle, uh, which to me was um, indicative of what time frame we're in in the overall scheme of things, which is Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, you know, where uh, the angels came to Lot and told him to leave and um and the townsmen came and wanted to have sex with the angels. And, and Lot was saying, no, 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 you know, these are sacred men. Uh, take my, my virgin daughter. And, um, you know, and they said, we don't want your virgin daughter. We want to have sex with those men, which was uh, an example of our symbolic of the Super Bowl where the daughter was uh, de- denied her value um, for the sake of the homosexual relationships. Uh, and, um, you know, so this is where we leave off and go into this Super Bowl because they all are connected on to each other. You know, they're gonna, it's going to be a progression. So I was saying, well, you know, Baltimore is going to be very important because it represents the royal son, and I figured Baltimore would be the one that would redeem the fallen daughter. Uh, but Baltimore uh, did meet the Patriarchs in the playoffs and lost that game. Um, but the last four teams that were in the playoffs um, indicates, um, you know, that mother and father to son raising the fallen daughter because um, the last four teams that were in the playoffs was the Ravens, which represented the son, uh, and, of course, the Giants, which represented the, the, the father because we have Eli Manning. And there's that E-L again. So well, that's showing you the royal man, which is the father. And then the 49ers, when I gave the symbolism of the 49ers, it represented the high mother. Um, you know, I looked up the symbolism of the 49ers, and it was all about the high mother, the mother of men, the mother of patriarchs, the mother of prophets, you know, the mother clean from um, stain, you know, but the highest mother. So it's and then the patriarchs, of course, represents the patriotic spirit or the system. So we did see this scenario in the last four teams. You had the Ravens, the Sun, the, 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 the Giants, the Father, and the Mother, uh, the 49ers, all coming together to come up against the patriots or the system, you know, to raise the fallen daughter that was, that was demonstrated uh, last year when Pittsburgh lost, or the Steelers lost that game. Um, so right now, um, you know, the son couldn't do it by himself. And the son represents the individual black man. Um, you know, the S-U-N is the collective black man. Uh, but the S-O-N is the individual aspect of the collective son or the resurrected son. Um, just as the individual black woman represents the earth, the daughter earth. Uh, so... This is, um, um, to me, I, I mean, I'm kind of excited about the fact that the Giants are the ones that is going to come up against the Patriots or the system because it indicates that 
um, and then that our sons, uh, the individual black man, you know, could not really step up to that plate, you know, on his own by himself. So those of us who have been disillusioned and frustrated about, you know, um, why um, aren't our men, you know, stepping up and defending, you know, his woman, his black woman, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he's um, been, you know, under too much of a, a programming at an individual level. He's healing the wounds of Willie Lynch. So those wounds have to be healed in order for him to be resurrected. It has to be the resurrected son. Um, and mm-hmm. as long as he stays in his ego, um, he's not in a position to redeem the daughter. They demonstrated this in the movie The Matrix because, um, you know, I'm always telling people it's the woman who is the resurrector and it's the man who is the redeemer. Uh, but she has to first resurrect him in order for him to redeem her, to be at the level to redeem mm-hmm. her. And this is what they uh, demonstrated in the movie The Matrix when they showed uh, Trinity resurrecting Neil from the dead. She kissed him and um, resurrected him. She said, the oracle told me I would fall in love with the one. I'm in love with you, so that makes you the one. So get your butt up. And see, it was through her knowing, because he didn't know. He didn't know he was the one. He doubted it. But it was through her knowing that she was able to impart that to him and resurrect him. And then in the second matrix, that's when he brought her back to life and symbolic of him redeeming her. Um, he mm-hmm. went internal and massaged her heart, you see, to bring her back to life. So uh, the woman has to first resurrect the man, and then he, can, then he can be released from his ego, which brings him out of the matrix, which then allows him to be in a position to redeem her. And to redeem her means to restore her to her proper value as high priestess of the royal family. Um, but the thing is, is that the resurrection um, of the son indicates the the resurrection resurrects him into the father. So it would be more appropriate um, for the father to be the redeemer. The father is actually the redeemer. After the son has been resurrected, he, um, you know, he becomes the father, and that is who ends up redeeming the daughter. Uh, so that would make it more appropriate for the giants to be the one to come up against uh, the patriarchs and redeem the daughter. Um, and, of course, I wasn't seeing this at first. I was seeing it as Baltimore, but it's only after it continues to unfold that you can, you know, that you uh, expand on the perspective of what is really happening. Even now, even though I got that scenario, um, now, um, I still don't know the whole story until after the game is over with because any time you do come into a knowing about uh, a spiritual situation, uh, there still always is something hidden. Uh, and it's not until it is complete that you will see the whole story. So right now, that's where we stand perched, you know, uh, the father, the son, and the mama coming together to redeem the fallen daughter, uh, the father, the one coming from the giants. The giants represent that the father is not coming from this level, that the father is coming from another realm. You know, here we're getting into the Nibiru, the Nephilim, the giants of old, 
You see, so last time uh, these two teams met in the Super Bowl four years ago, uh, the Giants and the um, the Patriarchs, the Giants did win that game. The Patriarchs came in uh, not losing a game, so they came in as the great intimidator. And that's how the system does. It intimidates you into believing that they have power over you, but that power is not real. It's all part of an illusion. And so um, the lowly giants came in um, and did take down uh, the patriarchs, um, which was then um, representing the Jack and the Beanstalk story, you know, going back to the giants, uh, where Jack went up and stole the power uh, from the giants. Um, And the giant was really a benevolent giant. He tried to give Jack some age, but he wanted the harp and the the goose, which stole their prosperity and also stole their uh, ability to control the weather, harp, the harp, H-A-R-P, or the gold, the harp he stole from the giants to to control, uh, to have the ability to control weather. So when the giants beat the uh, patriarchs four years ago, it was actually symbolic of them taking those powers back. Reclaiming those powers, the sleeping giant no longer sleeping dead. So this rematch now is more going to be geared toward um, the redemption of the royal daughter. So um, you know, um, so that's where we stand right now. Um, you know, perch to see how this is going to play out. Um, they are going to be playing in Indianapolis. Um, which is Gemini energy, and um, the patriarchs is also Gemini energy. Um, so I don't know the significance of that, not yet. Um, the giants represent Taurus energy, and it's interesting because Taurus is uh, the energy of values. So, and the earth element, uh, Taurus is an earth sign, um, and earth always um, denotes value. Uh, so the giant or the father coming to redeem the value of the fallen daughter. And the daughter does represent the earth element, uh, daughter earth, uh, daughter character. You know, she's the worth and the value of the royal family. And I know what I talk is really symbolic, so you have to kind of follow me conceptually. And if you, um, you know, are trying to look at this, you know, in a literal fashion, you're not really going to understand where I'm coming from. Um, so I'm just u- using the symbols and trying to understand how those symbols are coming together in a, in a collective or spiritual meaning, um, you know, as because any time you pull your energy, that is how you create a spirit. And that's how they do these rituals with the Super Bowls, the Olympics, anything where um, they can get a pool or a collective of energy. This is how they create the spirit that they want to unfold uh, for the year. Um, last year when I told them it was um, the degradation versus character and degradation one, um, the homosexuality, um, you know, um, one over uh, the daughter or uh, the royal daughter. Um, well, then we saw what unfolded this year. Um, you know, symbolic of that, you know, before the next Super Bowl, um, that's when we saw the things come out, you know, with Penn State and the 
um, you know, um, the, what's his name, Joe Paterno and uh, Sadowski or whatever the man's name is. But uh, that was the validation that um, that was the result of that energy from that Super Bowl. Uh, and this is how they have been um, doing this. This is how they've been uh, manipulating our focus. Wherever we focus is what we energize. It doesn't even matter what you think about what you're focusing on. It's just a matter of focusing and contributing your energy to uh, what they are symbolizing, and that is how uh, we have been uh, manipulated in contributing um, the energy to the illusion. But it's set. The stage is now set for the fall. You know, the fall of um, Humpty Dumpty. I call him Humpty Dumpty because he has a a fragile um, position of power. Uh, it's not real. It's all the illusion. So um, now we're looking at uh, where do we leave off from when we leave off from uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, which was what last year demonstrated. So what happens after Sodom and Gomorrah? And that's what stage is being set, you know, for this Super Bowl. So any questions with that? Uh, let me see if anybody has any questions. 340, do you have any questions for comments from me or Sister Myra? Uh, yes, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes. Hi, um, this is Trust. I'm calling from uh, St. Thomas. Yes. I had, uh, t- uh, Sister Myra? Yes, yes, I'm here. Yes. I heard, um, well, I just listened to the show that you did, I think it was yesterday, with um, uh, Coach Kaya. Yeah, yeah, Sunday you- night, yes. Yeah, and you went in depth about, you know, the whole Super Bowl situation and about the redemption of, um, uh, you know, how the, the, the black woman is kind of like, like pushed down and how yeah. the um, – and I was and I was just watching a show. I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, show that's called The Game. The Game? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with the show, yes. Well, they have a character in there uh, named uh, what his name was a football player named Jason Pitts, and he was kind of like a uh, you know like he was married to a white woman in there now yes, in this latest yes, yes. And now they have in this season, this upcoming season, they have Brandy as his new well his new wife now. Oh, they okay. they had eloped, and he is now he's finding that he now he's finding that he's having a change of heart. Towards the black woman now that he he loves her now. Oh you know, my because, goodness! Yeah, so now to know, now the white the, the 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 white wife that he divorced and now yeah. she's no longer on the show or you don't see her on the show at all anymore. So okay. now they brought in Brandy the the sister, and now he you know now she's like educating or schooling schooling him again about the love of his people again. And oh, so now he's so trying cool. to, yeah. So now this 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 episode, well, this last past episode on Tuesday night, he now he he's wooing her, and he's trying to you know he's trying to get get in, get back in the sister's good graces again, and then yeah. he and she was like at first she kind of like shot him down, and then she, yeah. and then he went to the other sister, um, the one that plays Tasha Mack, yeah, and uh. 
she gave him advice and said, look, a sister, a black woman, you know, you got to come to her honestly. You got to be more or less, you know, no airs, no nothing. So yeah. he had took her advice. He went back to the, you know, went back to uh, to the sister honestly, and now she's giving him a redemption, taking him back. Wow. So that's why I was so when when I was listening because I was listening to to the show, your, your, you know, what you did with Coach Kyer. And I just listened yes. to it. I said, oh, man, I said, let me tell her about the game. This would be Absolutely. great news for her to hear that. <laughs> That's so wonderful because, see, what we're talking about is energy. And right. that is what you're going to see. You're going to see, um, you know, like they said, precept upon precept, you see. You're going to see it here, there. You know, you're going to see this energy begin uh, to show itself. Um, right. You know, so that is very pertinent. You know, that is um, a validation of of that occurrence. And 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 and, and going in that vein, let's go to uh, Don Cornelius that just passed away right. today, and uh, he was married to a white woman also. And um, you know, and then uh, what's her name? Uh, Heidi um, and Seal. Heidi Klum. Yeah. Yeah, Heidi Klum. Now, they're getting a divorce. So are you starting to see, you know, um, you know you're know, you starting to see um, examples here, examples there, you know, and that's what's going on. And that's how spirit is. Spirit in, physical is individual and spirit is a collective. So that means, right. you know, you're going to see it individually here, like you just saw on the game, on the show, the game. Then you'll see it there. Then you'll see it over here. And then the next thing you know, this is going to be the collective tide of energy that you'll see uh, begin to unfold on a uh, on a mass level. So um, I love that 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 you you, you made that connection uh, to this demonstration of what this energy is indicating, because that's exactly. Um, you know, uh, a, a, a reference to how this is going to happen. You see, right? Um, and and the thing about um, Don Cornelius is that, um, you know, they had gotten a divorce. They said it was a very bitter divorce, and um, and he actually put in the divorce papers that um, he wanted to be divorced from her uh, before he died because. Um, you know, he said his life was hell, and it had caused uh, sickness and everything in him, which I'm always telling people, you know, in order yeah. to be whole in a relationship, you have to come to a relationship with your match. That means it has to be somebody who can give it back at the rate they take it uh, in order for everybody to stay in their wholeness. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why the white man is now ready to pass the the black woman, uh, the, the white man, the, the white woman to the black man because she actually becomes a parasite on his energy because she can't give the energy back at the rate she takes it. So it keeps him weak. Where the black woman is the one who can give more power to the already powerful white man. So he's now ready to claim the booty, in other words, um, you know, because his woman only has another illusion of value, uh, but it's not real. Uh, so, um, you know, she can't give it back to the black man at the rate she takes it. So if you see all these black men with the white women, 
you'll see them going down. You know, you see look like Montel Williams, multiple sclerosis, mm-hmm. uh, O.J. Simpson. Um, you know, uh, now you see Don Cornelius, and you know the Don Cornelius story. And and she 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 got the uh, three hundred thousand or something uh, insurance policy. They said that she's going to end up getting that insurance policy anyway, even though he was rushing to get the divorce before he died. She's still going to get that insurance money. Um, and it kind of takes me back to um, what's his name? What's the the little short man? Um, oh, uh, uh, Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman, you remember? He was married to this that redheaded white woman, and and I, and um, you know some people are saying that they they don't know if Don Cornelius' white wife had anything to do with his death, um, but I certainly feel that um, the Gary Coleman's wife had something to do with his death, and it's interesting because they both took the same stance at the end because. Uh, the same thing Don Cornelius said about um, wanting his divorce. He wanted to be alone when he died. He didn't want to be married to her. And that's why he was in a rush. And uh, I guess two weeks before he died is when the divorce came through. And um, Gary Coleman said basically the same thing. He said he was in the hospital. Um, you know, they had gotten a divorce. They had gotten um, a divorce. He had put her out of the house. And then when he went into the hospital is when she got went and got back in the house, moved back in the house while he was in the hospital. And then when he comes home from the hospital, then he mysteriously falls down uh, the stairs. And then she claims she couldn't even go down there and attend to him because um, she couldn't take the blood or whatever. Uh, she didn't even go to the hospital with him. Wow. But then she was there um, at the hospital bed taking pictures, selling pictures for $10,000 of him on his deathbed and her sitting there with him. So, And then she went into a fight, um, you know, for his money also, and and it was for against another white woman, you know, that he had been uh, close to. So um, all of this is, you know, is starting to pile up. It's starting to add up. You know, and um, and I'm hoping that our our black men can start to see, you know, that um, you know that the the white woman is is a detriment to him, you know, um, as a mate. You see, so and that is what we're gonna, you know, and that is the collective energy when we look at the symbology of the Super Bowl. You know, that's what we're seeing as a collective energy. And then, as you pointed out, we will begin to see the individual aspects of that start to show up. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I I mean, that was a great contribution because it definitely uh, goes toward uh, demonstrating this point I I was making about that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Wonderful. Alexis? Hello? Hello? 
Um, are we still on? I mean, I'm not getting any feedback or from anything, anybody. I thought y'all were still talking. Hold on. 340. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> 340. Okay. Yes, I, I'm still on the line. Did you have anything else to say? No, no, no. I, uh, th- thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Four. Um, Sister Mara, I was curious yeah. to know your views on, since we're talking about, um, you know, white and black, you know, mixed marriages and mixed relationships, what are your views on the opposite of a black woman with a white man? Well, um, yeah, uh, to be honest with you, okay, let me tell you this, um, like I said, any way, the only way to be whole or holistic, and in my estimation, that's what God means, holistic. And the only way to remain whole is you have to be with a mate who is your match. Um, you know, also in that uh, information that I talked about with the Kabbalah, um, you know, they talk about how the architect at the end, um, you know, was talking to Neil, uh, in the movie, he was talking so fast I couldn't understand him, but I got the written material now where he talks about um, the problem is choice, you know, or the fact that you think you have a choice. Um, and I think that um, um, you have to be with someone who is your match or your equal uh, in order to give back at the rate you take, in order to stay in your holistic form and evolve to the next level. Um, so actually, if you know, what I look at is energy, and I don't look at it from a personal level. I look at it from an energy level. What I'm telling you is principles of energy. So if you look at energy, the opposite energy of, of a black woman is white man. Uh, you know, the, the opposite of white is black, and the opposite of man is woman. So black woman is the opposite energy of the white man. And this is what the wounds of Willie Lynch were meant to do, keep the black woman down so the white man can stay on top. But energy is spiral. You see, what goes around comes around. Uh, And as we talk about um, uh, energy, what I do is read energy, you know, the configuration of the planets and how that energy unfolds on the earth. Now, we just had uh, my first trip to Baltimore, it was uh, to describe the Star of David that was in the sky on uh, November the 8th, uh, 2003, and I went back for the 8th anniversary uh, to talk about uh, that Star of David because it indicated how we've been wounded as a God family and how we are now about to be healed as the God family, so we can step up to the new rulership of the new age. And in that Star of David, it was demonstrated that, um, you know, the mother has to pass the stone of value to the son, which he uses uh, to take his energy away from the illusion uh, and takes his value back to his mama. And this is how he, in turn, redeems the daughter and lifts her up. And when he lifts her up, that's how he automatically takes down Goliath or the white man. Um, And 
when um, – I want to go all the way back to when um, – uh, when Rick when Rick James died, Rick James was the one who actually made it popular to have interracial relationships, and um, you know he's the one that issued in Tina Marie as the Queen of Soul. And I told people last year uh, when Mama told me, Big Mama told me she was going to expose the perpetrators from the authentic. Uh, she told me that through the symbology of when um, Aretha Franklin was in the hospital and uh, and then Tina Marie passed away and they called her the Queen of Soul. They were like, oh, the Queen of Soul has, has passed away. Um, and it was like the day after Tina Marie died or the day before or the day of is when um, Aretha Franklin uh, came out of the hospital. So it was like, you know, uplifting the authentic Queen of Soul and the downfall of the perpetrating queen of soul. Um, but getting back to Rick James, uh, when I think it was not too long before he passed away, um, he called a black woman a bitch on national TV. And it wasn't too long after that that he uh, passed away. And um, what was interesting to me, because I look at patterns of things, uh, what was interesting to me about that was uh, a week after he passed away, so did Fay Ray. Now, Fay Ray was the blonde lady in the first King Kong story. King Kong story is about the black man, the king of the Congo, going eight over the white woman. And they would put this King Kong story out every 30 years. Uh, so when Rick James passed away, then a week after he did, so did Fay Ray. A lot of people may not have noticed that, but I did. And that's when Big Mama said to me that she was now taking down that uh, black man, white woman scenario. And then she told me that she, next she was going to go after the black woman and the white man. Um, because this is the whole reason and the, behind the wounding of Willie Lynch. Um, you know, to put the black woman at the bottom of the totem pole, make her insecure in her value, which served to put the black man in his ego, thinking himself higher than her, uh, so that we would never come together as equal, because any time we come together as equal, that's how we, as yin and yang, um, evolve to the next level, open up the evolutionary process to evolve to the next level. So, um, you know, so the whole aim was to disillusion us in each other. And then that's what the white man would do. He would come forth and then want to claim his booty. Like I said earlier, he wants to claim the booty now. He wants to claim the white woman. He's saying, uh, the black woman, he's saying, uh, your old man don't appreciate you, black woman. So, I appreciate you. I'm going to give you the homage. I'm going to give you the value that your man is not giving you because she is the one that is uh, the receptor of power from Mama Universe. That's why I talk about Mama Universe and Daughter Earth. You have to understand the relationship between Daughter Earth, uh, which is the Earth, and, 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 um, and the Universe, which is Mama, um, you know, uh, in order to understand that, um, that the uh, the scepter of power is passed from Mama Universe to Daughter Earth, and then she's the one 
who dispensed it externally by, um, you know, giving it to her, the man. And so that's what he wants to do. He wants to claim that, um, you know, that power from the black woman. It's not that he desires her, because uh, just like I said, the homosexuality, the the uh, the Packers winning the game indicates that they would prefer having sex with other men. But the, uh, the but the black woman is the scepter of power from Mama Universe. Uh, so um, this has been the whole aim, you know, to disillusion us in each other and then come and make that claim on the black woman. And they demonstrated that um, in the movie um, Avatar, you know, and I talked about this before, which is actually the Obama story where the black man or the white man puts on the clothes of a black man, goes into the spiritual realm, uh, makes a claim on the hand of the high priestess, and then gains the power over the black man and then allows access to his kindred to come in and destroy that realm. That was the gist of Avatar. And that is what they are, um, that is the... um, what we are seeing also as now we're seeing more and more white men coming out, you know, with the with the black woman. Everyone was upset behind red tails. They said, um, you know, they, they did not represent the black woman in red tails, um, you know, that the hero had a white woman as a love interest, you see. Um, yet uh, George Lucas, uh, not representing the value of the black women, to these black men in red tail, but then he struts out, you know, into the public eye with his black wife, you see, you know, and then um, what's his name? They just showcased Robert De Niro um, getting his black wife pregnant. You see, they're about to have a baby. So more and more you're going to start, first we were proliferated with this black man, white woman scenario, but now, that's going to become passe as we start seeing more and more of the white man, you know, um, coming after the black woman. Okay. Let me see if someone else has a um, question 954. Did you have a question or comment again, 954? Is that it? Uh, well, this is really an interesting um, analogy. Um, yes. And I actually um, agree with um, and kind of said a lot of what you said or saying, and I absolutely agree about the white man now feeling much more comfortable in having external relationships with black women. What yes. I have found especially in the employment realm, is that there's a lot of hatred and jealousy foisted upon the black woman by the white woman simply because their white men are showing more appreciation and respect and admiration. And I've been hearing this from other professional black women that they are really starting to feel the hatred of these jealous white women. Yes. Um, in terms of career and employment, it's and you can see the jealousy and the anger and the yes. hatred and the insecurity. Um, yes. So I absolutely agree that I think I see more and more black women with white men, but 
the black men have been have let black women down in masses. Yes. yes. And so there's no there's no there's no equal relationship there. It's like yes. the black woman is standing upright and walking upright and they're still on the cave floor dragging their knuckles and they refuse to evolve into better people. Um yes. they didn't see the need to do it, I guess. And now it's you know, they're, they're re- recognizing that the black woman is turning away from them. And what yeah. I also am seeing is that there's this push to, uh, uh, especially on some of these blog talk shows and some of these articles, the black man due to his fear of losing his woman and, and his insecurities of that, because once that's done in, in a significant amount, then it's pretty much over for him. And, and I think instead of owning yeah. up to that, they're trying to control black women with, um, you know, uh, trying to um, create a lot of insecurity in black women. Oh, there's not enough good black men to go around. And, yeah, you know, yeah. how you should handle yourself in terms of your own body and your sexuality yeah. and what yeah. to do and how you should be submissive. And I think it's all a cover to mask yeah. our feelings of insecurity and fear. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely, you're 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 absolutely right. Um, you know, going back to the sim- symbolism using the the the, the, the teams, um, the Steelers representing the royal daughter of character, and um, they had a Super Bowl where they were in Detroit. You know, where this all started, and um, then they on this they had uh, the Rolling Stones on a stage shaped like a tongue, and you know it was all demonstrated. Uh, it was all demonstrating how they were trying to woo the black woman. And, uh, you know, they were singing the song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, which is like uh, singing on behalf of the black woman. She can't get no satisfaction from her man because he's got the dick and the black, and the white woman's got him. So he will, the white man will give the black woman satisfaction through the tongue. Um, so um, and in, in this Super Bowl, um there was a um, commercial where the white woman was standing on a football field with um, a helmet on, and a white man runs up to her, picks her up, and body slams her, throws her down to the ground. I uh, saw the, that. I remember. You remember that. And you know what? I can't find that. I wish I had taped it. I cannot find that commercial. They They got another version of it now uh, on the Internet, but it's not the version they had at first, which was so... Um, you know, it was it, it made my mouth drop open, you know, uh, because she, it was like a runway of models, and 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 white women were sitting around judging the models, and then all of a sudden, from in front of the runway, a black woman rises up out of the water. She's real regal, and she's got silver liquid dripping off of her, and they're taking her picture. You're seeing the pictures uh, flashing as they're taking her picture, and she wheels around and she walks off like she's walking on water. And up from under her comes a black Cadillac. See, I'm so much into symbolism. I understand the symbolism of what they're doing. And the black Uh Cadillac represents the black mama. So it's talking about the black woman rising to her power uh, off the back of the black mama, black mama universe. And whoever wins the MVP would be symbolic of who she's passing the power to. Um, And they thought it was going to be Rothenberger, the white boy, but it ended up being Heinz Ward the black guy, and um, so she passed the power back to her man, and that's why we got 
the Prince the next year. There's two black coaches in the Super Bowl the next year, uh, you know, and Prince is on the stage shaped like the dick. And then he does an actual resurrection with his guitar, also shaped like a dick, where they drop a screen down, and then all of a sudden you see him resurrect. Now, Prince being Gemini, which is the individual Prince or black man, uh, resurrecting into the collective empowerment of the black man, which is Sagittarius, the opposite sign of Gemini, of the sign of a star. So that's what that was demonstrated of. And then that's when the year after that we got the Giants taking out the patriarchs and taking out the system. So you can see how the Super Bowls are symbolic of the progression of the energy when the black woman first passed the power back to the black man, which was her resurrecting the black man, you know, uh, which was demonstrated the next year, uh, Prince resurrecting into a saw, the collective resurrection, um, you know, and then the giants taking the power back, you see. Uh, so this is what, um, you know, and also what I want to uh, mention here, you were talking about the insecurity of the black man, um, because if you look at the cardinal signs, that's how you see the royal energy. When you look at the cardinal signs, that's looking at the royal family. So the cardinal fire uh, is Aries, which represents the prince. The cardinal water is Cancer, which is the queen. The cardinal air is Libra, which is the king. And the cardinal earth is Capricorn, which is the princess. Now, but the cardinal fire, which represents the prince or the black man, um, Aries. Aries is the most personal sign of the zodiac. And that is the Achilles heel of our black men because they take everything too personal. You see, it's, it's, it's all about that. That's why they keep them in the ego, so it's all about them. And they're not identifying with the family. You, you know, you can't take this personal. You, you, you have a personal choice with your desires. See, Aries is ruled by Mars, which is your sexual energy or your sexual desires. And uh, so... Most black men will say that 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 are into uh, white women will say, "Well, I have a choice. I, you know, I choose to be with a black woman or a white woman. Uh, that's my choice." But no, no, there is no choice if your if your desires are for the benefit and the well-being and the upliftment of the black family, then you cannot justify, you know, your personal desires, you know, for a white woman. Because then you are taking care of her and her children while abandoning your own cultural family, you see. So there is no choice. And if you're not taking it personal and if you're looking out for the benefit of the collective or the family, then that is not a choice for you, you see, uh, if you're looking well, at a bigger purpose. I don't think most purpose. of them are anymore. They're not, they, I've heard so many uh, when I speak of, you know, consciousness and, and, and issues concerning black people, I hear most of them say, why are you worried about it? That's not your life. That's not you. Um, who cares? Um, it's each his own. You better just think about yourself. I mean, I'm hearing it so much from men yes. between the ages yes. of, I'd say, 35 to, to 65. It's very disheartening. Yes, absolutely. They don't but care. See, I, and, and no one yet is, is is understanding my excitement when I realize 
that it would not be uh, the Ravens. Because, see, the Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, represented the royal son. And in my impression of what was going to happen, knowing that after this Sodom and Gomorrah or the fall of the royal daughter, that it was time, this was supposed to, to um, ignite uh, the passion in the black man, you know, to redeem his woman once they took her down. Um, you know, so that was demonstrated with the, the Ravens, you know, going up against the Patriarchs in the playoffs, but as you can see, they couldn't do it. Um, nope. The Patriarchs took them down. So um, my excitement when I realized, you know, that the Giants were going to be the one to face the um, Patriarchs, uh, my excitement about that is that, you know, we're talking about the royal fam, uh, the royal father, the royal man. I mean, Eli Manning is the quarterback. So symbolically, Eli, there's that E-L, which is royalty, uh, royal man, which is the father. And this is representing the giant. So symbolically, we're talking about the father, the high father of spirit coming from another realm, coming from another level, you know, to, to, to uh, help. Uh, you know, the father represents the spirit while the son represents the power. So once the father comes down from this higher level, representing Nebiru, uh, the, the, the Nephilims, the giants of old, which is the father and the spirit, because anytime we're dealing with the air, which is the father, we're dealing with the spirit. So the father of the high spirit now is coming from a high level in order to help our men resurrect to the level where they come into balance with each other. So you have the power of spirit now coming up against um, this, uh, uh, you know, the patriarchs or the illusion or the system. So um, I'm so excited in the fact that what that says to me is that um, because our black men haven't been able to step up to the plate at the physical level, now we're getting help from a universal level from the father's spirit to come and resurrect them. They are going to resurrect into the father, and this is how, um, you know, um, the, the, the black woman is going to be redeemed. So um, I'm very excited wow. about that scenario. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Yes, very fascinating. Is it so? Then it's no, no. Um, not to be surprised that his brother, who everyone says is great, and they said, "Oh, Eli, he's good, but he's not his brother." Isn't it interesting how his brother now is is um, has been injured so that he cannot play, and Eli has risen yes. up. Yes, yes. You know, and that's the same thing. Going back to that uh, Steeler game in Detroit. Uh, when they thought that the, the, the power is going to be passed to the white man through Rothenberger because Rothenberger was the one that had gotten the Steelers there to the Super Bowl. He was the, you know, he was the one that they were given all honor and homage to. So they just knew for sure Rothenberger was going to win the MVP, and so that would be symbolic of her passing it to uh, the white man uh, through Rothenberger. Uh, but it ended up going to Heinz Ward. Now, what was interesting about that is that, okay, when we talk about Pisces energy, that's the last water sign, which represents the ultimate mama, you know, and mama, that's the, the, the fairy god mama of the Cinderella story is Pisces energy. So it turns out that Rothenberger is Pisces, 
so was Heinz Ward was Pisces, okay? So mm-hmm. like you were saying about Eli and his brother, you know, where they thought it was going to be Rothenberger subconsciously, this is how Mama, through the Pisces subconscious energy, um, you know, uh, activated that energy where the white Pisces played New Yorker when he was shining all the way up to the Super Bowl, and then Heinz Ward Pisces, you know, excelled so that he ends up winning uh, the MVP, and then it was symbolic of her passing that power back to her man. So um, that's the same type of demonstration that you're talking about uh, as we talk about Eli Manning and his brother. Uh, and so, um, yeah, in, yes. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm really excited about um, the idea of the Giants. I would never have figured it out on my own. You know, I'm, I was so focused on the the, um, the Ravens uh, that I really, um, you know, missed uh, the symbolism of seeing the Giants uh, until I uh, happened to see the game and I saw uh, Eli turn around and I, and I and I saw his name, Eli Manning. I'm like. Oh, there's another EL. There's another royalty, a royal man, royal man. And that's when it came to me, you know, this is bigger than the son. You know, this is the father through the giants that is going to uh, be the redeemer, you see. So, um, you know, and it gave me a whole other perspective because, honestly, I have been becoming very disillusioned uh, in our men. And I know it's not all of them. I know there are some you know, that are on point, but it's too many that are not seeing this. And they are taking it personal. And they, you know, anytime I saw when they were arguing about uh, Red Tail and the uh, black women not being represented um, with these prestiging airmen, uh, they're not uh, mentioning the black wives or anything. And these prestiging airmen had black families, you see, but yet and still you didn't represent that in the movie. And some of the women, black women, you know, took offense to that. And I saw some of the posts, uh, you know, on Facebook where they were talking about it. But do you know the black men were defending it? You know, they were defending this. They were saying, well, it wasn't about the women, you know. How come the black man can't have his glory without you guys making a fuss? The women weren't fair anyway. You know, they were actually justifying. Men are creatures of logic and reason. That's the error. You know, give them a logical reason, you know, for justifying their lower desires, you see. Uh, So they were actually justifying and rationalizing, you know, um, this fact, you know. And But then quietly you're seeing George Lucas stepping out, you know, with his black wife in tow. But yet and still he's not representing the black uh, airmen you know, having black wives or or family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, his his wife is is a, is a dynamite woman, Melanie uh, Thompson, who is mm-hmm. um, I don't know if she's CEO, but she's a, a financial person and handles yes. multi million dollar you know accounts. Yeah. From what I understand, yeah. um, um, and she was. I saw an interview with them recently, and um, she looked pretty happy, actually, with him. Yes. He looked very content with her. Yes. Um, 
I think they found their equal sex is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Unfortunately, yep. you know, hey, what can, yes. you, what can you do? But, yes, the, um, the programming is, has been very effective. And um, I find that um, pretty much um, understand that if you say A, they're going to say B. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be an argument or a disagreement. There's no synchronicity. And it was not, it was a few months back when the black man came out and said, you know, he was offering the black woman up to the white man, saying, you know, we need you to just go ahead and get white men because, um, you know, know, through his logic and reason, that just seems to be what was feasible for the black woman to do, you know, looking out for her best friend. That's a punk punk statement, and... um, and that's one uh, who believes he's a loser. <laughs> I want to. Is this short? Do you have any more questions coming? Because we need to go along. I'm going to see if any. Plus, I got to ask oh, you I'm Alexis, No, I'm, I'm, Myra. I'm finished. Thank you. I didn't mean to take up so much time. But thank you. Well, thank you. Myra, I'm going to ask you about something. Um, yes. I talked to a friend today, and he sent me. We're talking about the Don Cornelius death. I think he says three deaths that have happened now. Um, Someone else just died. Let's see. Etta James. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read you this um, because he was saying something about this Don Cornelius death isn't right. And um, with the Etta James one, I don't know if you saw the picture, while Christina Aguilera was singing some blood looking stuff was running from underneath her skirt, and now I see they've tried to dress it up and say that that was self-tanner, which I doubt, but it's yeah. great because we think there was a kind of occultist meaning. And I didn't see the uh, funeral, but some people that were telling yeah. me that, that they were actually, I heard from people that were actually there and celebrities that yeah. were there, they said a lot of weird shit that was going yeah. on in some areas, the white folks could go in the funeral and view the body, and the black folks were not able to go into all the rooms or even some black celebrities that have been around for years that actually knew her were told they weren't close friends, they weren't allowed to go in certain rooms, but white people were allowed to go into the rooms. There were strange breaks. It was some, some really weird things um, yeah. that I was told about that funeral. But then I'm going to read you something here. It says, um, now I must calculate the birth and death of Etta James, Don, and Ugly King as it relates to Bob Marley. There's somebody that's close to Bob Marley that also just died. So there's a weird occultist connection I am sensing and pick up on their natal star chart and why February the 1st. Janice. Janice is named, which I guess it's also talking about January. January is named yes. after Janice, the god yes. of the doorway, but also I was told there's a two-faced goddess, that Janice yes. has two faces. So you had to watch people doing January, which to me then every day is damn January, because they show you one face, but really there's another face behind it. Yes. They're saying Janice is the god of the doorway. The name has its beginnings in Roman mythology, coming from the Latin word for door, but Ianua. January is a door to the year. Traditionally, the original Roman calendar consisted of 10 months, totaling 304 days. Winter 
began being considered a monthless period around 713 B.C., the semi-mythical successor of Romulus, King Numa Pompilius, is supposed to have added the months of January and February, allowing the calendar to equal a standard lunar year of 365 days. Although March was originally the first month in the old Roman calendar, January became the first month of the calendar year, either Numa or the Decemvirus. About 450 B.C., Roman writers differ and contrast specific years pertaining to these dates were identified by naming two consuls who entered office on May 1st and May 15th until 153 B.C. when they began to enter office on January the 1st. In February 14th, Valentine's Day, with the bloody pool and all that blood running down Christina Aguilera's league. Oh, February was named. February was named after the Latin term Februum, which means purification, via purification ritual Februa, held on February 15th, full moon. It was the full moon. We're getting ready to get into a full moon now. Um in the old lunar Roman calendar. January and February were the last two months to be added to the Roman calendar. Since the Romans originally considered winter a monthless period, they were added by Numa Pompilius about 713 B.C. February remained the last month of the calendar until the time of December, C. 450 B.C., when it became the second month at Certain intervals, February was truncated to 23 or 24 days, and a 27-day intercalary month, intercalaris, was inserted immediately after February to realign with the seasons. And then there's a link in here. If you go to this page, it's um, on Entertainment Stars. Christian Aguilera has been, in quotes, blood on the leg at Ella James' funeral. How to use self-care. So they done dressed this up, put a story around it, and said that that wasn't um, two streams of blood coming from underneath her skirt, coming out of the thigh area, going down to the inner calf. They said that she had tanned, tried to rub some tan on herself, and that she started to sweat, and the blood, or period blood, I others believe it was self-tanner, running down her thigh and chin. So they got a mm. whole story around how to self-tan properly, what are the best substances to tan with, should you tan with cream, spray, mm-hmm. lotion, and white. And it just is not, as, yeah. to me, yeah. as part of us, because of the timing, this is not sounding right to me. Yeah. It looks like there's a whole story created for press. Um, right. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't know what you had. No, but that, um, you know, and like I said, I deal in symbolism. So, you know, regardless of what they can um, explain, you know, through logic and reason, um, you know, um, the symbolism of what happened, that's what's important. See, symbolism is the spiritual language. You know, you have to speak to spirit through symbolism, and it speaks back to symbolism. So um, that is the spiritual language. So uh, it's what was being symbolized. Now, it's just no, I don't believe in coincidences, you see. And see, this is where uh, when we talk about Etta James, you know, then I have to, I have to, 
I have to bring up, I have to go to Beyonce, I have to go to Obama, you see, um, uh, and because the war that was going on between Beyonce and Etta James uh, because of the Mm -hmm. song At Last. And see, At Last, if you listen to the words of the song At Last, that Etta James, um, you know, it was her signature song, um, it's really symbolic of her singing about at last the black prince has come back to his black woman. That's what that song is supposed to symbolize. So um, with, because um, Beyonce played Etta James in the movie Cadillac Records, um, you know, she um, was called on to sing that song at Obama's inauguration, um, and see what you don't. What, what, what we got to understand is that there's a um, a movement going on to replace the authentic uh, black people with the perpetrators, which is the hybrids. And um, Obama being the king hybrid, and uh, Beyonce being the queen hybrid. Uh, so that's why Etta James wasn't called to sing the song at last at Obama's inauguration, uh, and um, you know, and uh, Beyonce was. Uh, at the same to- token, uh, she Beyonce also played in the movie Obsession, where uh, the black man um, uh, was being pursued by the white woman on the job, but he stayed true to his black wife, who, of course, turned out to be Beyonce. So all of this is supposed to, um, you know, when it's time for us to step up and our men to come back to us and us to step up to our royal crown, they're trying to replace us with an imitation of who we are, you know, as black people. Uh, So Etta James took offense to the fact that they did use Beyonce, uh, uh, to sing the song at last. Uh, she didn't understand the symbolism of what they were trying, you know, to represent. And she didn't understand why she would have been called rather than her since she was still alive. So they were in a battle of words. Uh, and uh, even uh, Beyonce even taunted uh, Etta James. Uh, when she um, was at the music awards, she sang her song, um, and at the end of her song, she went into a little short um, melody of At Last, just to, you know, just to say in your face, Etta James, you know. And um, so it's no coincidence that um, on January the 7th is when um, Beyonce has a baby, um, you know, this uh, Ivy Blue, um, and um, then... Um, 13 days after she gives birth, Etta James dies, okay? So all of this is not coincidental. This is all tied up. This is all tied into, um, you know, this uh, how they're trying to program, you know, us to embrace a new reality in defining a new black. You see, and uh, taking by the same token, um, they did this thing with uh, uh, Beyonce and um, uh, Serena Williams. Serena Williams um, was being cheated at a tennis match, 
And um, she got upset about that, and they played that up. They played that up. They played her being upset about being cheated, and then at the heels of that is when um, Beyonce, when uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Kanye West, snatched the mic from um, uh, Taylor Swift, uh, and Beyonce came to her rescue. Um, so everybody was saying, you know, look at um, – you know, look at uh, uh, Serena Williams uh, versus look at uh, Beyonce. You have the good black, you know, versus the bad black, you see. Uh, so this is all part of how they do their programming, you know. And if you don't look at it, you know, from uh, a, uh, a bigger perspective, if you're just seeing each isolated incident, then you're not really seeing – how, you know, they're laying this out to program you, um, you know, okay, so here you got, then at that, where uh, where you had um, um, Kanye West uh, snatches the mic from um, Taylor Swift, um, then you had uh, Obama calling Kanye West a, a, a jackass. So, um, so Beyonce, the good black woman versus, um, Serena Williams, the bad black woman. Um, then you got Kanye West, the black, the bad black man, versus Obama, the good black man. You see, so imagine, you know, a, a young, a young girl, you know, um, a little black girl, you know, uh, seeing this and comparing herself. If she looked like Serena, you know, thinking she's, you know, representative of the bad one and you know, and then looking at Beyonce, and she's representative of the of the good one. Um, Beyonce, uh, have anyone seen her lately? Because she's she's practically turned herself into a white woman. Uh, you know, um, uh, if if you Google in Beyonce uh, walking down the streets of L.A., if you didn't know it was Beyonce, you would think you were looking at a white woman. She has her hair straight, uh, blonde. Um, uh, and, and, and straight, um, you know, and she's, um, you know, she's been totally took every bit of color out of her. You know, uh, she had a short black dress and some blue shoes, and you could see the thigh part of her leg as she was walking, and it is so pale. I mean, it's paler than a lot of white women I have seen. You know, she has just, um, if you didn't know who Beyonce was, you would swear you were looking at a white woman. So um, mm-hmm. this is the thing. It's just, um, you know, um, how this is the programming that is uh, defining a new reality and what we, uh, what's acceptable now when it comes to being, uh, you know, the authentic black person versus the imitation of a black person. So, um, yes, the ritual with uh, Etta James, with, um, you know, the blood, all that is a ritual. Uh, and like I said, with the baby being born on January the 7th, um, like you were talking about that January, and, you know, my, my friend Erica has a book on rituals, high-level rituals, and uh, it's coming straight from the script of this ritual. They're talking about, um, you know, bringing down uh, entity and this entity, and this deals with the number 44, and that's what 
uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z and, um, and uh, you know, that's what they uh, perpetuate, this 440, this 44. They even supposed to have had the baby on the fourth floor. Uh, if you add up uh, Jay-Z's birthday numbers, it comes to four. If you add up uh, Beyonce's birthday numbers, it comes to four. If you add up the baby's Ivy Blues, it comes to four. Um, and the, in the book, the ritual had to do with the 44, the ritual of the 44, bringing an entity or a deity down. It has to do with Mercury energy. Mercury is the ruler of Virgo, which Beyonce is Virgo. Uh, and uh, bringing this, this entity down and the, 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 um, the vessel for this entity must have a Capricorn sun. So their daughter was born on January the 7th, which is a Capricorn sun. This entity must have three letters in their name. So this is where the ivy comes from. But if you look at the Roman numeral uh, four, that's the I and the V, and then they added the Y. So the ivy for the three letters for this, uh, this deity that they are bringing down in this ritual that's connected with the 44, it's connected with um, the, 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 the baby having a Capricorn son, as well as um, the three letters in their name. So uh, we saw the exact ritual that they're performing, you know, um, in this, um, with this baby thing. And then, you know, no coincidence that um, uh, four day, uh, 13 days and 13 adds to four, then you get Etta Jane's death, you know, uh, on the 20th of January, where the baby was born on the 7th of January, you see. Well, so so you anybody that saying? can't see that this is a ritual, you see, they got their eyes well, closed. Well, what are you saying, that they knew that she was going to die 13 days later? Yeah, or if you know, if, if they didn't have anything to do with it, just like we were saying about Don Cornelius, anytime we see, um, you know, um, they're always doing these rituals. There's this behind the scenes. And see, right now they're getting desperate, you see. So these deaths are strategic. You know, they're just not coincidental. They're just not by happenstance, you see. So these are rituals, you know, um, and, um, you know, that are suspicious, you know, and they have to play these rituals out. You know, um, uh, that's why they had to have the demonstration of the blood, you know, uh, coming down, um, what's her name, um, Aguilera's leg. Um, you know, um, all we have to do is search and research uh, these these type of rituals, and I guarantee you'll, you'll find a symbolism for that, and okay. you'll be so able to connect it. Yes. That's after she... People that were there say after she finished, she didn't hang around like the other celebrities did. She was immediately escorted away. Yes. And that also the the blood represents life and rebirth, yes. and this was a symbolic bleeding at a death. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And yes. there's two things that were taking place here. As one, one woman was dying uh, or yes. was dead, and at a funeral, she's um, being transforming and going to a yes. higher level. White woman is right there on top of her, bleeding, got the life force yes. coming out of her, and then yes. taken to another level, which I've heard some things about Christina Aguilera. Yes. 
you know, actually being yeah. taken into that secret circle. So for them to pick a white, blonde woman, I want to look at the archetype for a bloody at a half-black yeah. woman's funeral. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. And see, Etta James was, you know, her father was uh, Minnesota, Minnesota Fats, you know, uh, the, the famous pool player. Uh, they they showed you that in Cadillac Records, you see. Uh, so her, her mother, but she had a black mother, you know, um, which made her, you know, uh, and then Beyonce is just the opposite, you see. But you have to go all the way back to, to Beyonce's great-grandmother, you know, to find the white mother, you see. But because uh, the great-grandmother was white, that made the grandmother white, which made the mother white, which makes Beyonce white. You know, even though they have the um, the black fathers giving them the coloring or the, 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 the illusion or the flavoring of color, you see, you are what your mama is. That one-drop rule is not true. It's all about being the, you know, um, the DNA of your mother, you see. So, um, you know, so you have uh, Etta James. Now, do you think it's coincidental that they went through this thing about the song at last and then, you know, um, you know, all you got to tie all of it together to be able to see, you know, that this is a ritual, that it's not something that just happens by coincidence, you see. So uh, the number four that they play up, and then Etta James dying 13 days after Beyonce gives birth, just like you said, the blood representing the life force, you know, one birth and one death. So uh, Etta James being the death, Beyonce the, having the baby, Ivy View as the birth, uh, 13 days before uh, Etta James dies, when you add up the number 13, you get the number four. You know, you'd have to be crazy to think that all that just happened, you know, coincidentally, you see. Mm-hmm. One more, hold on. Hey. Yes. Hello? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to get my friend to call in. I guess he's having an issue trying to get through. I'm not sure. Well, you just... Yeah, uh, it doesn't uh, look like there's an issue going on, uh, on, uh, you know, know. technologically. You know, know. because even your... Yeah, because even the uh, the chat room is not coming up at all. Um, And sometimes it blanks out and goes to a white screen. So, and it still hasn't stopped... um, uh, loading, you know, like I, I'm continuing to get the loading, um, so something is not quite coming together technologically. What What I do too on here is that it's cut me out like two times since somebody else had signed yeah. in. I just closed it um, and just reopened it again. Yes. I know it's done me like that three times tonight, so I don't know. Yes. Um, Yes, and and that's also symbolic because, you know, um, Mm -hmm. when I told them Baltimore was going to be a factor because Baltimore represents the sun, you know, and if you go back to the Sodom and Gomorrah story, um, they will Mm -hmm. tell you that that it was destroyed by the sun, you know. In other words, Sodom and Gomorrah was rained on uh, Mm -hmm. by uh, fireballs from the sun. Um, Mm -hmm. And right now, uh, you know, so corresponding with, uh, the sun 
um, represented through the Baltimore Ravens um, going up against the, the patriarchs, which represents the system, um, you know, uh, and, this, and then the patriarchs taking out Baltimore are taking out the sun. Right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're looking at different levels of that energy. So if you look at the actual sun, S-U-N, which really represents the collective energy of the black man, um, you know, we're having a lot of solar. They say these are not even solar uh, flares. These are solar eruptions. You know, they mm. are very concerned about uh, what the sun is doing right now. So what I'm telling you is all that is all symbolic and tied in to this whole scenario that we're painting, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, the symbolism of, of the Super Bowl and this playoffs. Um, you know, we're just seeing different levels of that energy and how it's showing itself, you know, mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the many layers. Uh, so the, um, the, um, the sun is, um, you know, doing a lot of things. Um, uh, they're, they're quite worried about it because right now uh, they're, they're coming out with um, survival tactics, uh, what you need to survive. They're, they're concerned about the sun, these eruptions taking out uh, the grid, you know, the electrical grid, you know, and what will happen then. You know, this is the scenario that they're concerned about with what the sun is doing. And that, to me, that's all connected to what we're seeing, um, you know, playing out in this um, the, the symbolism of these days. Okay, let me see if anybody else has a question or comment. Okay. 267. Do you have a question or comment? 267. 205. Like Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes. Yes. Yes, this is Shirley from Alabama. Hi, Shirley. And I wanted to give um, Sister Myra some feedback on, you know, uh, one of the readings that she gave me. And okay. you were talking about, um, you know, how the symbolism, like, after the conversation we had, you know, where during the conversation we had, you know, I kind of had some, like, like some thoughts, just a random of thoughts. And, you know, it was like uh, we, the Demi Moore situation. Yes. And, and that name, it, her name got a lot of symbolism in it. Not only that, yes. that movie yes. Ghost. Yeah. And um, you know, it would just, you know, it just be the symbol. I I really don't can't put them all into words. It just be, it just be like so awesome. Like I, I mean, yeah, that's that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful because that's my whole purpose for for putting out this type of. Uh, information because, you know, symbolism, that's, uh, you know, you can put a thousand words in one symbol. Uh, So once you start feeding and uh, looking at the symbolism, you know, it's endless, the information you can come up with. Right, Um, right. I can only come out with, you know, what I see, and that's why I'm putting it out there because once I open that can of worms, then that's exactly what I need. And, and, and like to see is how you guys can, you know, take, um, you know, that camera yeah, because and, actually, and start feeding. Yes. During that conversation, we, that name actually went through my head, and it was like, 
like right after, like not long after that, you know, they started talking about her on television and stuff, and I was yes. like, okay. Oh, my I'm God. I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> and like you said, Demi Moore. Okay, so let's just look at that. And that's what you have to do when you're you, when you're looking at symbolism. Don't try to eat the whole sandwich all in one gulp. You see, you just okay. you, you start tearing it apart. You start, uh, you know, and then one thing is going to lead you to the next and to the next until you. you see the bigger picture. Uh, so Demi Moore, okay, um, mm-hmm. uh, Demi, okay. When I think of Demi, I think of Demi God. You see, and then right. when you think of more, of course, more. You know, the natural right. connection to more, you know, um so um and um and then um 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 uh, Ashton Kusher, that's who she um right. up there, and that's what took her out. Um, you know, but it's, it, to me the first thing that comes to my mind is that we are seeing a decline in the value of the black woman I mean excuse me, the white woman. You see, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, we're seeing mm-hmm. you know, we're definitely seeing the decline in the value of the white woman. You're seeing the white man as uh, as well as the black man now starting to uh, recognize, um, you know, that she only has an illusion of value. Uh, you know, it's not real. Um, you know, she's faking it. You know, but uh, doesn't have anything, um, you know, of substance to offer. You know, uh, like the daughter character, or like daughter Earth. You know, the true. Um, you know, um, the one who gains that power. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we got to see if there are any more. Or did you want to say something else to her, Sister Myra? Oh, uh, no, no. I mean, unless she's got some. Uh, you know, what else? Do you what else? Do you see anything else in that, Demi? Demi Moore, you know, you said that you saw a lot of symbolism in that. What did you see? I mean, I mean like, and it, it it led me back to that movie Ghost. Um, yes, I saw so many symbols. I mean, yes, 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 uh, yes. You know, and, that, and then was, what you do is feed on that, feed on that. The first thing I would do when I start, you know, when I start focusing in on a particular person. Uh, the first thing I do is go look, go go find out what their astrological sign is, because then you're finding out, uh, you're looking at the energy that's playing out. So that takes you to another level of looking at, uh, you know, it's taking it out of the personal level and it's putting it in an energy level. Now I don't know what sign Demi Moore is, but you know what, she was the one that played in the movie, um, the Seven Seals or the Seventh Sign, of the time oh, yeah. of the year. Uh, the one where they, um, you know, where they were, um, where the world was coming to an end, but they kept denying it, and um, you know, and all the signs that uh, that were showing up in that movie has shown up, and the martyr, you know, remember they had to sacrifice a martyr. So I think about your boy, um, mm. uh, um, what's his name? They just um, they just uh, executed. Um, um, mm. huh, can't think of his name now. Uh, the one they just executed at 1108. Um, Troy Davis. Um, Troy Davis, there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. The martyr, you know, because that was the last uh, big sign in that movie, The Seventh Signs. Uh, Demi Moore played in that one. Uh, you know, so um, that's the movie I would think of because it would be strategic for uh, the time we're at right now. 
You see. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you, uh, see, and that's what you can do. You can keep, keep feeding off of those uh, information, off of those facts, uh, and find out. Uh, I'm going to have to find out what sign she is in, uh, in order to understand what energy is playing out here. Like, I know Don Cornelius, I looked up his sign. He is Libra, you see. So mm-hmm. whatever ritual they had to do, um, you know, had to do with the Libra energy. Uh, and, um, you know, I know Beyonce, like I said, is Virgo. Etta James uh, is Aquarius. Etta James' birthday was just a few days after she she passed away, so she represented the Aquarius energy. Um, so, um, you know, so when you start looking at their signs, then you're able to add um, and see what is going on from an energy perspective. So the first thing we need to do is to find out what Demi Moore's sign is to see how okay. it fits into the larger uh, picture. Okay, well, we okay. can come back to her if we want to, but we need to try to take some calls because we're running out of time. I'm trying to see okay. if anybody else has any calls. Um, yes. three one three four zero. Do you have a question or comment? Three four zero. No, I, I already had a question earlier. Four four three. Do you have a question or comment? Four four three. Seven seven three. Do you have a question or comment? Seven seven three. No, ma'am. I'm just listening. Thank you. 510. Here you go, 510. Are you just listening? 714. Good evening, ladies. How are you doing? This is San Diego. How are you doing? Good. Good. Hey, wonderful show. Very informative. I cannot wait to listen to this again tomorrow. I just wanted Great. to uh, crow about you ladies and just say, you know, keep up the phenomenal work. Every time I tune into a show, I think, wow. I'm, I'm constantly Is learning, anybody? constantly learning. So thank you so much. You're so I welcome. Thank process. you. Oh, girl, you I sent my package to me. Mm-hmm. And I sent your um, your tracking number today. Amen. Sister Myra, you're going to have us looking good, girl. Tell me about it. Look, listen, when are you going to post a picture of yourself, honey? We want to see what you look like. (laughs) We hear hear you got the men down there just panting, honey. (laughs) With John Quinn. (laughs) That's right, honey. Honey, we we hear you just giving them hell, honey. (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm going to do it soon. I'm going to do it soon. I want to make All sure right. I, I represent, you know, um, you know, I, I really do want to represent in the best way uh, possible, um, you know, but I can't even, um, I can't even show you how much it's done for me, you know, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm feeling the benefit mostly internally, you know, and that's where I really needed it. I didn't even know I needed it, but I um, really needed that help internally. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's actually projecting externally. So, um, you know, just give me a little more, little more time so I can, you know, um, do the fine tuning. But um, I just can't get over how quickly I've seen the results, you know. And um, I'm very proud of myself, you know. 
uh, in um, this new program uh, that uh, I have um, been going through um, since uh, the Spirit sent Alexis K. Tyler, you know, uh, to me because, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm ecstatic at um, All the, right. change, the transformation, uh, you know, internally, externally, from, from head to toe, from inside out. I have so felt head on, the, honey. the positive effects of of, of Alexis's products. All right, yeah. all right, honey. Well, you know, Alexis, you know, uh, Sister Myra was already fine, honey. So she gonna be super fine, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't gonna want to talk to us no more. You know what I'm saying? I know that men just be panting, honey. Ain't gonna be no sister. They gonna be like Myra. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right now, don't don't mess don't mess around and have no babies. You know we don't want no babies no. now. Don't be bringing That's us no grandchildren. Well, you 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 certainly don't have to hold your breath on that one. <laughs> go ahead on, go ahead on. But well, ladies, ladies, I'm gonna let y'all go. I've been up since three, and uh, I'm gonna. Get ready to have a, a tango session with the Sandman. We're going to get it in. So good night. I hear you. I hear thank you. you so much. Wonderful show. Thank you. Thank, and thank you. Uh, the feedback right. is very valuable. All right. All right. Good night, ladies. Good night. Bye-bye. Let's see if anybody else has your 205, your question or comment, 205. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. 267. Okay, Sister Mark, tell them how to reach you if they want to get a reading and talk to you. Okay. Um, you know, my, my, my telephone number, that's the best way, and you do have to leave a message because I don't answer calls that, you know, I do not identify. So make sure uh, you leave a message, and I uh, promise you I will get back to you uh, as soon as I am able the number is 336-965-0180. That's 336-965-0180. Uh, the next best way is to message me through Facebook. Um, uh, and then also my email address is Sister Myra, uh, M-Y-R, uh, excuse me, S-I-S-T-A-R-M-Y-R-A, at yahoo.com. So those are the best methods to reach me. Okay. You can, wherever you want to go, so you're in the close, you can. Um, I'm unmuting all okay. the lines, so if anybody on the okay. line has a question or comment, they can jump in now. Hey, all mom. the lines are. <coughs> mm-hmm. Sister Myra. Yes, yes. Okay, this is Shirley again. I wanted to uh, get your intake on, okay, you remember we talked about the little beings I had encountered? I uh, remember seeing them in suits, okay? I remember light suits, like glowing light suits, light, so much light I could actually hear the light flickering, and 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 it was it was like like I was so I don't, I can't even explain it but um. Hey, why are you talking? 
I was trying to get, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not really, you know, I'm just stuck on it. I guess I'm just stuck on it, and it okay, always comes to my mind. The suits they had on, you said, were very light or very bright. Were uh, light. light. It was like like bright, a uh, bright light. And when I looked into it, I could see like the sails in the light, bright sails moving around and flickering. It was just a a sound of a bright light. I don't. I, I really can't explain it, but. You know what it sounds like to me as you describe it. You know what what symbolism I'm getting is um like a uh, like a neon light, like a neon sign. You know, uh, flickering. You know, off and on. You see, and as I think about a neon light or a neon sign, uh, to me that's kind of like um, uh, you said. Who had these suits on? Uh, the the extraterrestrials. Oh, the extraterrestrials. Okay, so. Um, it sounds like stars, you know, maybe like star beings. Like you may have been looking at star beings. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that, yeah. And, and his face was very serious. Like the leader, the leader, the, the other three looked like they were bowing down. Okay, but I could, their eyes were open and they were conscious. You know, at first I'm like, I don't know, is something wrong or were they dead? But, you know, now I'm realizing that they were bowing. And um, wow. the leader, the leader, his face was a little bit, his expression was a bit more serious than theirs. Theirs was more like a, uh honest uh, a baby or I felt like, you know, babies or whatever, but he was okay. serious. He I mean, okay. He that didn't... Sounds, you know what I'm. You know what imagery I'm getting. I'm getting uh, that father and son scenario. And when you say the Bob, the the uh, the, the leader's face was serious. You know, um, you uh, the serious takes me back to the serious star system, which is our ancestral star system, our an- ancient star system. So to me, that sounds like the father. And then the other ones that were babies are bowing down to him are the sons, you know, uh, the new sons that are now, uh, you know, uh, that are now uh, ready to be resurrected. So it's the father and son scenario you're seeing, you know, where the father is coming from the ancient, um, you know, ancestry of Sirius, the Sirius star system. And then that is uh, the sons which is our resurrected men now bowing down, you know, as he, um, you know, brings them, uh, elevates them and evolves them, you know, into their newfound power. That's what I get from what you're describing. That goes along with the giant scenario, you know, the, um, the Super Bowl with the giants and the, 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 the royal man coming from, uh, the, uh, another star system, you know, to elevate uh, the sons or the, the the black men at this level. So that I think that's a, that's the scenario I'm picking up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, if you Thank want you, Sister Meyer. Further, just do it, Sister Meyer. Now to have people 
give your number again if they want another detailed reading or more information. They can call you directly and have a consultation with you. What's the information again? Uh, it's um, 336-965-0180. You know, 336-965-0180. I take phone calls from um, from 10 a.m. Uh, to uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, you know, uh, uh, Monday through Saturday. We have the lines again before we close. If anybody else has any questions or comments. This is Tamira, 510-443-340. All the lines are open. If anybody wants to jump in now with a question or comment, you can do so now. And again, Sister Myra, give me uh, your question and come uh give me your contact info if you have any questions, personal reason, astrology, give me a flow out again. Yes. Um um yeah, I do the um uh actually, you know, my consultations, any way I can um access spiritual information is is what I'm gonna tap into. So I, I do the astrological, I also do uh, the card reading, but it's not restricted to that. You know, those are just the um, guide, you know, what I use as a guide to what information is the, is, is opening up. So, um, you know, so those are the, the tools um, that I use. Um, so um, the consultations are definitely uh, very in-depth. Uh, mm-hmm. And very inspiring and very inspirational. So, um, mm-hmm. so like I said, um, uh, either um, Facebook messaging, you know, or the email, which is uh, s i s t a r m y r a at yahoo dot com, uh, and also um, my phone number, which is the three three six nine six five zero one eight zero. Beautiful. Thank you yeah. so much for always coming and sharing with us and giving us so much powerful information. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to, trying to learn. I got so much to learn from you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so Thank welcome. You, you know, it, it definitely is mutual, honey, because, you know, you have opened up so much for me, and I'm sure. And, and, and what I do talk is symbolism, and so... Uh, it is, you do have to chew on it. It's not something that, um, you know, and a lot of these people that, um, you know, are calling, they have, um, you know, they've heard me before in many different ways, and so, um, you know, they're kind of familiar. Uh, uh, and sometimes I feel like I'm always repeating myself or reiterating because, um, you know, um, from when I started this, you know, I always have to, explain the symbolism or the bigger picture of uh, of what I'm talking about and then tie it to the next step in that and then the next step. There's so many different levels to look at this information. So, um, you know, I know it can be confusing, uh, but, um, you know, the more you chew on it, the more uh, you you hear it, you know, when you continue to reiterate it, uh, you know, the more uh, it begins to make sense to you. Because, like I said, uh, the spiritual language is symbolic, it's collective, so you can't just look at it, uh, um, you know, and just um, get it from one perspective. you got to keep tying it together, keep tying it to the next, 
keep tying it to the next, um, you know, uh, symbol, and then uh, then it begins to come together like a big puzzle. Each piece started. The more pieces that come together, the more you begin to see the picture. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Thank you. And, um, you know, so, um, you know, we, uh, I guess we'll be uh, connecting, you know, as usual. And, um, you know, we, um, um, I I know this wasn't in the usual vein of your show, but, um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's been a pleasure. No, it was. I mean, we usually have you here. What, what do you mean? Yes. I didn't mind you teaching tonight. Oh, wonderful. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looking forward to coming back. <laughs> oh, I, most definitely. So you'll see me again uh, next Wednesday. Um, and, um, you know, and um, we'll take it from there. Love you yeah, all, family. You know that. Huh? I, I sent your tracking. I sent it to you. It said it delivered, so I'm not sure why it's not showing up in your post office, but it shows um, there. Um, did you? Okay. Well, I'm gonna when I get off, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, take that tracking number and see if I can find out anything about that. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Love you. Okay. Bye. I love you too. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.